0: Welcome to The Business Strategist, the show that gives business owners and entrepreneurs game-changing business strategies that can be used in scaling and transforming a business, sharing deep-dive conversations with industry experts, thought leaders and clients, facing real challenges and uphill struggles. Brought to you by business strategist, former elite athlete, international speaker, and best-selling author, Adam Strong. Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Business Strategist with myself, Adam Strong, of course. Uh, super pumped, super excited, and, uh, you know, I love doing some of these live streams, I really do, and, uh, you know, I, I just love pouring into your glasses, and uh, for you guys that are listening in, if if you're listening to me live, use the hashtag live, use the hashtag replay, of course, um, and, uh, you know, and... <clears throat> What I'd love to do as well is today. What we could be doing is we're going to be covering a topic which I believe is so important in business. Right? It doesn't matter how much, how much, um, how much branding you have, how much marketing you have, how many lead magnets you create, what offers you put out there. But without this key piece of information, it is completely and utterly pointless. Anyway. So today we're going to be talking about how to create clarity in your business. Now it's interesting because over the last, I don't know, last week or so actually, I've had numerous conversations with people that are that kind of lacks that lack that direction. And it might be because they have transitioned out of a previous career, um, or they may have come from a different industry. But generally What tends to happen is that when you come from a different industry, you know, you're speaking to a different audience, uh, especially if you're coming from corporate, actually, or you've come from a a a J-O-B. And having the inexperience of being able to connect with your audience and getting that visibility and traction is really important. But again, if you don't know who you're speaking to, why you're speaking to, and how you can help them, it makes things a little bit tricky. Anyway, so... If you're listening to me live, by the way, use the hashtag live, use the hashtag replay. Feel free to put any of the comments in the comments and the comments in the comment section below here. Of course, we're streaming out here on LinkedIn, of course. And uh, if you are fortunate to listen to this on the podcast, congratulations. Make sure that you put, uh, make sure you reach out to me as well. And uh, and and if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Anyway, let's get into Get, let's get let's get into today's session, all right? Because I feel like this is really really important. So, creating clarity. So I'm going to basically uh, put break this down into three main steps. So we've got uh, who, what, and how. Okay. Now I want to break this down into really simple and easy concise steps. All right. So when we create clarity, we need uh, when we want to create clarity and create direction. It's going to help us. Uh, create all all of the things that you want to create with regards to branding, with regards to lead magnets, or with regards to offers. We've got to get this right. This is the core foundation of running a business, right? Getting that clarity and direction in your mind. Because as I say to everybody, and I said this to a, a couple of my calls this week, is that a confused mind never buys. All right. Confused mind never buys. And so, what you'll tend to find is you'll tend to find uh, that there are what I'd call flags or warning signs that if things aren't working the way that you want them to work, okay, uh, generally what happens is that lead generation isn't as strong. uh, Your pitch is very distorted, which means, you know, it can sound sound very waffly. Um, It can also mean also, when you are speaking is that it isn't resonating with your key audience, right? So especially when you're speaking with people, whether it be on a networking situation, or even if you're here in on LinkedIn, all right, it's extremely important that um that that, you know, people get you, right? There's this kind of like connection between you and your audience. Okay. And you, you don't you're not focused on appealing with everybody. Okay. The focus is to make sure that what you're saying is resonate with your key audience. Right. Let's drive, let's dive straight in. Okay. Cause I want to make this clear, concise. And so I hope you've got your pens and paper handy, uh, because I'm going to, I'm going to drop some, uh, I'm going to drop some, some, some value bombs that hopefully you'll get some value from today. Anyway. So let's talk a little bit about the who. Okay. So when we think about, um, and and it's interesting. So I'm going to use a story actually, because I was actually speaking with a a lovely lady this week that I met last week in London. And one of the things that she said to me, she, she came from a previous uh, industry and she's moved into kind of the health and well being sector. All right. And the problem was, is that she had so many different skills, right? So many different experiences. And the problem was, is that, she didn't know who she was actually speaking to. She didn't know if she was speaking to a B2B uh, or business, or she didn't know if she was speaking to an individual, a B2C concept, all right? Now, I'm not really kind of a big fan of the whole B2B, B2C um, analogy, but we'll just use that for simplicity because there will always be a human being on the other end of that. Does that make sense? So one of the things that uh, that I gave some tips and advice was is, who is the actual person that you want to speak to? Like, what, who is the actual audience that you want to speak to? If you have someone in your mind, um, if you have someone in your mind, and it could be that, um, and, and the other thing is that you have to think about is when you have someone in your mind, like why them? Why specifically them? Like, if it's that you want to go after high net worth individuals, why them? If you want to go after lawyers, why them? If you want to go after financial advisors, why them? Like. Why is it that they resonate with you, right? And why do you think that they resonate with you? Like, what what is the vice versa here? Okay, so who is the audience that you actually want to speak to? All right, now rather than kind of going through the basic stuff, which we'll do, I'm going to give you some advanced tips as well, if that's okay, because I think that uh, I think if you if you get some tips on more advanced things than you can think Or I would like you to kind of think to yourself, not just to think the basic bits and pieces, I want you to think advanced. So when you think about the audience or the person that we want to speak to, I want you to think about not just their, I, I want you to think about their their behaviors. I want you to think about their psychology, the way that they think and the way that they feel and why do they feel the way they feel at the moment, okay? Because if you can understand that, then it then people are gonna feel that they that there's a sense of empathy and resonation with them with you Does that make sense so this is all about how do you position yourself as the go to person for that audience okay how do you how do you create that connection all right and the best way is to make sure that you know. Is that you're using a language that they understand? So taking out all the jargon and things like that, but highlighting fears, highlighting pain points, highlighting challenges, and coming from a place of empathy where you understand them and they understand you, but you are a solution creator. Does that make sense? All right, hope that I've just kind of made that up. Solution creator, <laughs> um, but anyway. So when it can't. When it comes to your audience as well, one of the tasks that I do with a lot of my clients actually is to really to really get a good understanding of them is to go onto Google and actually print um a picture of them. Put it on the put it on your fridge, right? And I use what we call the best case, best friend case scenario where you know everything about them, you know about their core values. Why is it that their values match your values? Well, not like for light, but why what is what is the attraction? What is the magnetism there? Okay um what lifestyle do they lead all right it's it's important to understand the lifestyle that they lead do they live a a very wealthy lifestyle do they do they spend more than what they earn type of thing right what are the behaviors that they have do they go to the gym on a regular basis do they belong to the local golf club or association do they eat healthy are they vegan right so all of these uh when we think about the who, we think about not just demographics in terms of location. Uh, we think about the, um, the the behaviors and the personalities. So, are they more predominantly logical, left brained, or are they predominantly right brain creatives? Are they more direct speaking? Are they more risk adverse people? So, all of these things that you need to take into consideration of, of understanding who is it that you are actually speaking to because the message that you create is going to be specifically for them. All right. Now you're not supposed to be, uh, you're not going to attract everybody. Okay. And I say this, everyone, right. Don't compare yourself to other people. I know it's easier said than done, but try to not judge yourself. Not everyone is going to want to work with you. Okay. And last week was a classic example of that. Right. I had someone that approached me and said, Hey, I I really love what you do. um, But and then we jumped on a call. I gave some great pointers and that kind of stuff. But cut the long story short, like, it it wasn't a good fit. And the reason it wasn't a good fit is because he just wasn't ready. He wasn't ready for the next high level, okay? And it was more to do with the mindset more than anything else, Okay. So, uh, because a lot of the clients that I'm working with are very, uh, you know, they've got some experience, they've been through a lot of challenges and adversity and things that you have to go through those right to create that mindset, right? So no strategy is going to work without having some built in mechanism of resilience and mental toughness, right? You've got to go through those, you know, making mistakes and not being afraid and, you know, things like that, really. So um, self-awareness, extremely important. So the other thing around who is what are the, what are the patterns? What patterns do you see them doing? And when I say patterns, what I mean is what are the self-sabotaging habits that you see them doing, right? And they are, they are, sometimes they can be aware and sometimes they're not aware, but you're aware of those self-sabotaging habits, okay? So that's the first section, right? Is who is the who? The who who's, all right? That's the first section. The second section is the what. What are the challenges? What are the problems? What are the pain points? What are the things that keeps them up at night? Now, um, depending on what your industry is, it's going to depend on, you know, kind of what umbrella that comes under. So if you're, for example, a personal trainer, right? So now if you want to distinguish yourself between you know, you and other personal trainers and you might be, you know, you you might specialize in pain management, for example, right? So you might have you might help clients um between their between 30 and 50 years old that suffer from lower back pain, right? So what keeps them up at night? Their back pain keeps them up at night, right? That keeps them up at night. And it creates insomnia, it keeps anxiety, it, they're in consistent pain. So that's what keeps them up at night. That's a good understanding of that. Now if you're a a financial advisor. It could be that your client's pain points is that they're worried that they're they're not going to have enough, uh, you know, pension in their pension fund when they're older or retiring. Right? That could be a what keeps them up at night. It could be that the fact that they're worried about uh, the economy. They're worried about the fact that interest rates are going to keep on increasing, and they're worried if they're earning enough money in order to cover what they need to cover. Does that make sense? So list down all of those key problems, list down all of those key challenges that your clients are experiencing. So what are they? List them all down. There's not just one or two. I really want you to think about like really kind of like what causes anxiety, what causes stress, what causes fear in the hearts or in their heart, okay? What causes those fears? What is the Worst case scenario, what is the best case scenario? Like, what is those things? I really kind of want you to think about that, right? Um, If you're a a family lawyer, for example, right? What's keeping your client up at night? They're worried about the financial implications when it comes to separation, right? So that could be another big thing. If you're a if you're an architect, for example, you're working for a client, what's their key problem? The key, plot, the key challenge is, is that the developer would be worried if the architectural drawings are not compliant, and it's going to take a lot longer to finalize everything in order to get from start to finish, right? So it, it's time consuming. So think about everything, right? Don't just think about the basics. I want you to think about everything and covering all the all of those. So that's the second point, which is the what, Okay. And the third point is the how. So the how is effectively your your methodology, right? How do you alleviate their pain? How do you remove those obstacles, roadblocks? How do you make them feel better, okay? So I always use the analogy of clients are always willing to buy something which is going to be convenient for them, okay, or is going to help them feel better, okay? So it's going to be convenient. It's going to help them save time or money, uh, and it's going to make them feel better, okay? So what is it that? So how how is your um, how could you then create something based around what they're currently experiencing? So I use use this as an example, okay? I'm gonna I I'm gonna use this as I'm gonna use this as a rhetoric, okay? So I'm a tax advisor, right? Okay? I know who my say so say my say my clients are expats. Use that as an example, okay? Those are my who's I have a good understanding of who my who's are. They're worried if they're going to be compliant with HMRC, okay? How how am I going to create a service? I'm going to ask them what does what are they looking for specifically apart from peace of mind because that's what they're looking for. They're looking for peace of mind. How am I going to f- how am I going to serve that peace of mind to them? Okay, is it that I'm going to offer them? Um, is it that I'm going to offer them a subscription model? Is it that I'm going to offer them a ongoing service? Is it a one off? Okay, so how could you great create, get feedback from that audience? How could you help them? Right, so you know, I always find that when you're first starting this out is to use five or ten client. Potential people as guinea pigs all right and ask them right if you don't know the answers to any of this don't guess this because this is a a real amateur mistake right around assuming what you think your clients or your audience is going through but in reality it 's completely different to what you uh, made out so I want you to actually go out and do some research if you haven 't already done so okay really have some great conversations and linkedin's just a great Opportunity to have conversations with people, right, and find out what they're experiencing. Okay, you, you know, and there's over a billion people over on LinkedIn. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. So, you know, um, creating creating a methodology, uh, creating a, a five step model, creating a twelve month program, whatever it might be. Depend on what, obviously, what your industry is. It's going to depend on you know how you rather than creating something just because based on assumption is to actually position it in a way where you need to find that there's a market for what you actually offer. So that's the first thing is to test those conditions, find that there's a market. Secondly, before you launch something is to create a waiting list. And we'll talk about this um, in a little bit more depth and detail a bit further on. But creating a waiting list so you're thinking about launching something you haven't actually done it but you're creating a waiting list and you're offering v- value and bonuses to people that come aboard and test it out you know if you're a if you're a software company for example right and you've got say an app or a piece of software Wouldn't it make sense for you, before you went out all and spent lots of money on marketing and PR around your big, amazing, fantastic piece of software or new app, okay? Wouldn't it make sense for you to try to place that piece of software or app in the best possible position, okay, so that you can iron out all the glitches, so that you can think about you know, that you're covering all of the bases, that it's serving its purpose, right? So you'd have probably have a small pilot group or a trial group so that you can get feedback from them. They would be able to get access to the service for free and maybe you could offer them a discount when the service goes fully live, okay? Offering a consultancy service, off, being a lawyer, see, it's no different, right? You may want to launch a course, for example, okay? You want to offer uh, you want to get some feedback. Feedback is going to be so crucial. And then once you've once you've uh, once you've made some subtle changes, OK, and uh, once you've made those subtle changes, then what you can can do is then you can make some fine. You can fine tune, make some improvements, and then you can create that waiting list and you can use those testimonials and social proof to prove that, you know, what what we've got here is it, it's great. Right it actually works. This stuff actually works. Does that make sense? So I hope this is kind of giving you some ideas, right? So I don't want to yet, yeah, you know, you'll see here, whether it be on LinkedIn or on the pod, podcast, they talk about building brand, building lead magnets, getting more sales in conversions, that kind of stuff. All that's great. But it comes later on without the clarity piece, you're stuck. All right. Remember, um, without the clarity pieces, like the miss, main missing piece of the jigsaw puzzle missing from your methodology. Does that make sense guys? So listen, um, I hope this is kind of like resonating with you. Um, and, uh, I hope that, uh, you know, I hope this is kind of giving you some ideas about trying to create that clarity. So, um, uh, if you're, uh, Interested in learning more? Feel free to reach out to me. Of course, if you want to learn more about how how to create clarity in your business, uh, feel free to reach reach out to me. Follow. Make sure that you follow me here over on LinkedIn and on YouTube, of course. And also make sure that you subscribe to the Business Strategist podcast, of course, which is on Apple, Spotify, YouTube Music, etc. Uh, we're now coming up to two hundred seventy five episodes, which is insane, right? That's absolutely crazy. Um, yeah, it's, it is, it is crazy. Um, now I'm going to be, you're going to see me on here on a more regular basis so that I am loving to connect with you. So feel free to make any comments down here. Say hi, like engage. If this is, do you, if you feel this may help others as well, sharing tag this with somebody, I'd really greatly appreciate that as well. Um, for me Myself, Adam Strong, really greatly appreciate you today, ladies and gents, and hopefully um, we'll see you soon. You take care of yourself and uh, see you soon. Cheers now. Thanks for listening to The Business Strategist with Adam Strong. Follow Adam on LinkedIn, YouTube and adamstrong.net. Leave a review on Apple or Spotify.